know what that music say? Yes, sir, Amos. That music say, good health to all from Rexall. Andy Show with Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Amanda Randolph, Roy Glenn, Jester Hairston, Norma Green, Piddle Colvig, Jeff Alexander's Music, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Amos. You know, it's a very satisfying feeling to be associated with a sponsor who stands behind his product with a money-back guarantee. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, every Rexall drug product must give you the satisfaction you want, or you can return it to any Rexall drugstore and get your money back. And it's just one more reason why you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Last week, Sapphire's mother moved in with the kingfish. However, the kingfish got an unexpected break. Judge Quigley of the Domestic Relations Court ordered that the mother-in-law stop interfering in their domestic quarrels. The judge ruled, quote, In all arguments between husband and wife, the mother-in-law shall remain silent at all times. Naturally, the kingfish is taking full advantage of the situation. George Stevens, I don't care what the court ordered. You're going to have to stop picking on mama. Now listen, I got that big mouth of hers in dry dock And that's where it's going to stay <laughs> I tell you, when you finally get a tiger locked up in a cage You don't go in there and dance the Tennessee waltz with him <laughs> That old gal has been making trouble for me for 22 years George, I don't see how you can say that In our whole married life, Mama has never interfered Never interfered? She was all set to butt in from the day we were married she even come to church looking for trouble. <laughs> Why, George, at our wedding, Mama was nothing but sweetness and light. Then how come she was carrying that lead pipe in a prayer book? Now, tell me. <laughs> now George Stevens... Uh, wait a minute. Here comes Mama. Good evening, Sapphire. Good evening, George. Listen, I didn't like the tone of that voice there. But all I said was good evening. Yeah, well, I detected a sneer in it. And I think in the future you best just curtsy when you come into the room. I just come in to find out what you wanted for supper tonight. Well, I'd like to have some nice lamb chops. I thought chicken croquettes would be nice. Uh, no, sir. I don't want them camouflage foods. <laughs> Never know what you was at till the indigestion hit you. George, we is having chicken croquettes, and that's final. We is going to have lamb chops. I said croquettes, and that's final. We is going to have lamb chops. I said croquettes. See here now. <laughs> now there goes your mama again. She's interfering. You see that? <laughs> George, mama just cleared her throat. Yeah, well, she done cleared it in your favor. I saw her. <laughs> I'm going in the bedroom and get washed up for supper. I'm sorry, Mama, about the way George has been acting towards you, but there ain't nothing we can do about it. Don't be too sure, daughter. I'll tell you about it later. But I think I got a way to take the breeze out of that old windjammer. Good morning, uh, Andy. Oh, hiya, Kingfish. Hiya. 
How you feeling this morning? Oh, not too well, and uh, chicken croquettes don't agree with me too good. <laughs> Say, uh, how you doing with your mom-in-law? You still got a muzzle on the old hound dog? Yeah, we giving each other the silent treatment now, but it ain't working as well as I think it would. She just don't say nothing. But that old gal can sit still nastier than anyone I don't ever know. Yeah, well, uh, tell me this, Kingfish. You don't think you is overdoing this, do you? After all, your mom-in-law is a human being, in the broader sense of the word. Listen, Anna, that whole family of hers has always been obnoxious. There ain't one of them that's had the decency to show me a least bit of obnoxiousness. Yeah, I guess you is got a pretty nasty crop of in-laws, Kingfish. Yeah, running through them in my mind, I think they're nasties of the lot of Sapphire Sister Hortense. She's the one that beat her husband to death with his own wooden leg. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember her. And take that brother-in-law of yours, Leroy. He ain't exactly no Freddy Bartholomew, neither. Yeah, Leroy's really something, all right. He's a regular Dracula with horn-rimmed glasses. I never told you this, Andy, but Leroy done dealt me one of the cruelest blowers of all. He was responsible for me getting hitched up with Sapphire, you know. Well, that is really hitting below the belt. How's it happen, Kingfish? Well, it was a pretty sneaky way he'd done it, Andy. Back in Marietta, Georgia, we was out on one of them uh, summer picnics. Yeah. And me and Sapphire got tied together in a three-legged race. And that was the longest time uh, she'd ever gone steady with anyone, you see. <laughs> well, when we crossed the finish line, Leroy stuck out his hand, and I shook hands with him. The next thing I knew, he was announcing our engagement. That, that's all I knew. Well, why didn't you back out the thing, Kingsley? Listen, I done fought the thing all the way. But on the day of the wedding, when his relatives started nailing the church doors shut, I knew I was a goner then, boy. <laughs> Well, you know a funny thing. I has always heard so much about Sapphire's relatives. Don't you have no relations yourself? Well, and uh, I didn't have a big family to start with. And when Uncle Harry fell in the jute mill up the state pen, why, that stripped the family tree clean as a whistle, you see. <laughs> Matter of fact, the only relative I know as I have is my cousin Sidney. But I ain't seen him since I was five or six years old. Yeah, well, if I was you, I'd go kind of easy on that silent treatment with your mother-in-law. You know, it's like an old fire horse. You can hold them back just so long. One of these days, they're liable to be one of them five-alarm arguments, and the old lady will go berserk. <laughs> well, don't worry about me, Andy. I got everything under control. I'm sitting on top of that old elephant like Sabu. Oh, boy. I... get in the apartment, sir. Yeah? I'm really going to give my mother-in-law a rough time tonight. George, is that you? Yeah, that's me. George, I got a big surprise for you. Since you've been giving Mama the silent treatment, she's been lonely, and she just felt she had to have somebody to talk to. Look who just arrived this morning from Florida. Hello, hello, brother-in-law, dear. Holy mackerel, my goofy brother-in-law, Leroy. The elephant has done brought its young here. Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist with a welcome from the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of our own store names. We've done that because we recommend and sell the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. 
For instance, there's Anapac, Rexall's wonderful new cold remedy. Anapac combines a well-known antihistamine with the time-tested APC formula for quicker, more complete relief from cold symptoms. Try Anapac, A-N-A-P-A-C. It's at Rexall drugstores everywhere. nice, all of us setting down to breakfast together. Oh, and I is so happy. <laughs> I got my little baby Leroy here with me, too. Yes, and I'm here with my dear sister and my dear sweet mama. Oh, Leroy. Oh, mama. <laughs> Please, folks, I was eating. <laughs> I'll get us some more coffee. Yes, and get me some more of those flapjack sapphire. In the words of John Paul Jones, I have not yet begun to eat. Ha, ha, ha. And in the words of Benjamin Franklin, drop dead. to speak to him, would you ask that muttonhead sitting next to you to pass the sugar? <laughs> of course. Uh, would you please pass Mama the sugar, muttonhead? Hey, Leroy, would you inform that old walrus next to you that she ain't supposed to be talking to me? And would you inform that nincompoop that I ain't talking to him? She ain't talking to you, nincompoop. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Chuck. And furthermore, he ain't having his way around here no more. And furthermore, you ain't having your way around here no more, fathead. Now, look, Goofy, don't go jumping the gun on the insults. Wait till the old goat gives them to me before you lays them on me. <laughs> furthermore... You're going to get in trouble here. Yeah? The court done ordered you not to speak to me. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to Leroy. And from now on, Leroy's going to have plenty to say to you. Oh, boy. I'm going to enjoy this visit more than usual. Go ahead, Mama. You ain't even got warmed up yet. <laughs> now, listen, I've had enough of this. I was getting out of here. I'll fix you, too. Oh. Oh, look, Mama. He fell over my foot and hit his head against the radiator. I do believe he's unconscious. Well, let him lay there till Sapphire gets back from the kitchen. Maybe she want to go through his pockets. <laughs> Pass the maple syrup, son. I tell you, Sapphire, there's got to go. I just can't stand it. I wouldn't say that if they was your relatives. Now, listen, you only saying that because you knows... The only relative I has is Cousin Sidney. Now, George, you'll just have to put up with them because they is state. Honey, I say they gotta go. They is eating us out of house and home. Why, this morning your brother tried to eat the light bulb out of the icebox. <laughs> I thought it was a boiled potato. <laughs> Calhoun, you is my lawyer. Now, how in the world can I get rid of my mother-in-law and her goofy son, Leroy? Well, don't despair, Kingfish. There's stamped out yellow fever, so we ought to be able to do something about them two. <laughs> well, it'll take something stronger than that uh, Mercura cronium to put a dent in them two viruses. Wait a minute. Maybe there's some way you could scare your mother-in-law into getting out of there. Yeah, well, I don't know anything that would scare that monster would be too horrible to mess with, you see. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the only way I think you're going to affect a successful relative removement. Yeah, well, now, it's, uh, it's worth a trial, all right. Now, look here. 
I got to get them leeches off my back somehow. Yeah, wait a minute. I'll get Andy to help me. Yeah. I'll invite him up for supper. And then while Sapphire's doing the dishes, me and Andy will get a hold of a mama-in-law. Well, Andy, uh, Sapphire and Leroy are doing the dishes. Let's you, me, and mama squat down in the living room here. Uh, thank you, Kingfish. And, Mrs. Smith, may I say that it was charming to come up here and renew our pleasant acquaintanceship of the past? Ah, shut up! <laughs> uh, that's my mother-in-law for you. Always ready with a witty retort. <laughs> By the way, Miss Brown, I ain't seen the newspapers today. Is there anything new in the world today? Oh, nothing much, Mrs. Stevens. Uh, man over on 138th Street got his nose caught in a gum machine. <laughs> a couple more senators popped each other on the visa. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, that fiendish mother-in-law killer is on the loose again. You don't mean to tell me. Oh, yeah. uh, you ain't by any chance referring to the man who has uh, knocked off 18 mother-in-laws in the last month. The notorious Harpoon Harry. That's the one. It seemed from the best reliable information this Harpoon Harry used to work on a whaling ship. Mm-hmm. He come home from a voyage once and his mother-in-law made trouble for him. Yeah. He let her have it with the instrument of his trade and he been on the go ever since. <laughs> You mean to say this man has been going around killing mother-in-laws? I beg your pardon, Mama. I, I didn't know you was eavesdropping on our conversation here. <laughs> well, well, what is this about a mother-in-law killer? Oh, that, that. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't realize that you had overheard my conversation with my friends here. Well, it seems that this fiend he is referring to is something like Jack the Ripper, only he has developed a natural hatred for mother-in-laws. Mm. And you say he's an ex-whaler? Yeah, when you think of it, it... Wasn't too big a jump from gaff and whales to harpoon and mother-in-laws, you see? Oh, yeah. He'd been shish them old ladies right and left. <laughs> well, George, uh, not that I'm frightened or anything, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, does the newspaper say anything about where this fiend is operating? Well, the last report, he was pig-sticking his way up 134th Street. <laughs> And, Mama dear, I wouldn't want to alarm you or nothing, but if you were sleeping in our guest room some night and wakes up and there's a man standing over you in a pea jacket hollering, there she blows, <laughs> if I was you, I'd get my blub out of there in a hurry. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Leroy? Leroy, come in here. Yes, Mother dear? Leroy, pack our bags. We're leaving right now. But, Mama, what's the matter? thought you was going to stay for another month. No, sir. We're going back to Brooklyn. The only monster we got to worry about over there is Leo DeRosha. You know, Kingfish, your apartment here is really peaceful and quiet these days. I'll say that. Yes, and uh, since I got Leroy and his mom-in-law out, this place is like Madison Square Garden the day after the circus leaves. <coughs> Yeah, Sapphire's out shopping, too. Hey, look out the window, Kingfish. Ain't it a beautiful day? Yeah. Spring is really here, all right? Look at that beautiful... Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look down in the street there. That couple getting out of that cab. The ones with the four suitcases in the parrot cage. Yeah, and look at the sport coat. Look at the sport coat on that fella. The way he's got his hat turned up there. 
He looked like a fella that once sold me a green tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, and that gal with him is really something, too, with them bobby socks. Hmm. And that's the first plaid fur coat I've seen in a long time. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. That show is a big parrot they got in the cage. Hey, look, look. They're coming up to your apartment steps here. Yeah, probably dropping in on someone else in the building here. I sure hate to be the sucker that that trio descends on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it takes all kinds of people to make a world. Hey, Kingfish, that's your doorbell. You don't think that them people could be... Uh, don't be silly, Andy. They just probably want to ask directions or something. Uh, yes, what is it? Uh, hiya, sonny boy. Could you tell me where I could find a George Stevens... Well, I ask George Stevens. Bring in the bags, Annie. This here's the place. I'm not looking, Sidney. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, Joe. What is this? Get them bags out of here. Don't you recognize me, Georgia? I'm your little cousin, Sidney. Me and the little woman done come to visit with you, ain't we, Luella? Well, it ain't the Waldorf half story, but it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> You're <Yeah>, Georgia. <laughs> you wouldn't mind if we dropped in on you for a couple of months. I says, Lou, we can always count on good old cousin Georgie. <laughs> oh, my back. Don't hit me like uh, that. What do you think of Georgie, Luella? I like him fine, but you didn't tell me the poor old man had been in an accident. Well, now, wait a minute, Cheryl. You can't move in on me like now, this. Now, George, George, I want you to meet the baby of the family right here in the cage. Say hello to cousin George, Herman. Ah, ah, how do you do? How do you do? Ah, ah. <laughs> and, and incidentally, Georgie, I'm starved. You said a mouthful. <laughs> ah, Polly wants water. Polly wants water. And now here's your Rexall family druggist. What will give me relief from acid stomach? I think that's a question I'm asked more often than any other. And uh, how do you answer it? With just two words, ma'am. Bismarex. Bismarex? Mm-hmm. Well, why, what does it do? Well, Bismarex is Rexall's famous antacid with a specially developed formula that gives fast and prolonged relief. You see, the ingredients in Bismarex vary in the time it takes them to dissolve in the stomach. Excess acidity is often neutralized in less than one minute. But the other ingredients, dissolving more slowly, ease gastric distress and leave a soothing protective covering on irritated stomach membranes. Mister, you've got yourself a customer. What did you call it again? Bismarex. B-I-S-M-A hyphen R-E-X. Bismarex. Ask for it at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Well, Cousin Sapphire, this looks like a wonderful supper. Wonderful supper, don't it, Luella? You said a mouthful, Sidney. <laughs> thank you. I brought our steaks in on the platter. Would you help yourselves and pass them along? Oh, thank you, Cousin Sapphire. Here, let me help you to a steak. Now, Luella, you better take two. They're small. Uh, these uh, three will do me nicely. Now I'll pass the platter to you, Cousin George. Uh, Would someone please pass me a piece of bread so I can sop up some of this gravy here? Well, that sounds like some supper you had last night, Kingfish. 
Oh, I tell you, Andy, I never seen nothing like it in my whole life. Yeah. You know, my cousin sitting in his wife done set a new low in obnoxiousness. Yes, huh? Oh, yeah. You ain't got no idea of the day I put in with them yesterday. Oh, uh, it was pretty bad, huh? Bad? I'm going to tell you, son, this is one of the nastiest hunks of infiltrating I done ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. When I got home last night, he was making a frontal attack on the icebox. She had established a beachhead in the bathroom. And when I went to take refuge in my easy chair, I was attacked from the rear by a man-eating parrot. Now, that's what I was... Mm-hmm. Well, that is something, all right. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but the crowning blow come in the middle of the night. Andy, is you ever gotten up at 4 a.m., gone into the bathroom for some aspirin, and got slapped in the face by a wet camisole. <laughs> Holy smoke, Kingfish. This sounds like the worst invasion since that Mongolian general took over Europe, Genghis Cohen. <laughs> Listen, Nana, they gotta go. I'm going over now to see my lawyer. I'm gonna tell him to consider everything from a court order to mustard gas. Oh, he gotta get up. Listen, Calhoun, you gotta do something for me. You just gotta. Now, take it easy, Kingfish. Take it easy. Just tell me what the problem is, then we'll get the solution. Because I have found that when you get the solution first, you have an awful hard time getting a problem to fit it. <laughs> you got something there, but uh, uh, listen to the, to the problem, uh, and here it is. Now, the thing is to get the relatives out of the house. Wait a minute. I thought you already done got them out. No, oh, no, these ain't the same relatives. This is a new batch that done showed up. A little batch? Yeah, they moved in on us. You know, Kingfish, when it comes to relatives, I think you got a bad leak somewhere. <laughs> oh, no, Calhoun, you see, these relatives is four times worse than the other ones ever was. Kingfish, I beg to differ with you. I have seen your mom-in-law and that Leroy, and I contend that there ain't nobody on the face of the earth that could be worse than they is. Yeah, but Calhoun... I hold to my contention that there couldn't be no one more obnoxious and more despicable than them two vultures. Calhoun, these new ones, though, is my relatives. I concede the point. Yeah. <laughs> Kingfish, the only thing you got is a choice between the two evils. Uh, what do you mean, Calhoun? Well, now, to get your relatives out, you has got to talk Leroy and his mama into coming back. Yeah, well, I guess you're right, Calhoun. It is pretty bad, but at least Leroy ain't never nipped me on the ball spot with his beak. <laughs> I'm going to get a hold of Leroy and see if I can't get him and his mama to move back with us. You know, Kingfish, this mess you was in reminds me of one of the most famous events in history. That sad day when Julius Caesar was walking along the streets of ancient Rome. Suddenly, without warning, a figure snuck up behind him and plunged a knife right between his shoulder blades, piercing him to the heart. It was then, as he lay dying, that he uttered them famous words, Et tu, Plute. What did that mean, Calhoun? I didn't know my mother-in-law was in town. <laughs> you over to the large hall here to have a hard-to-hard talk with you. Well, what can I do for you, brother-in-law, dear? Uh, Leroy, I has reconsidered my harsh actions, and I want you and your sweet mother to move back in with me and Sapphire, you know. Move back in? Well, I don't know about that. I 
had the impression that we wasn't exactly welcome there. Why, Leroy, whatever give you that idea? <laughs> oh, I don't know, Kingfish. I guess it was the little things. The way you hid my upper plate at mealtime. <laughs> and the broken glass you put in my bed every night. <laughs> oh, come now, Leroy. I, I think you was just being super sensitive. That was just a little boyish pranks there. Uh, you couldn't... Uh, you, you coming back door, ain't you, Leroy? Ha, ha, ha. No, I ain't. Now, listen, Leroy. If you and your mama will come back, I'll give you $100 in cash money. Yeah? Well, now uh, that you put it on a sentimental basis... <laughs> well, then I would be delighted to move in with you, brother-in-law, dear. Oh, yeah. Well, Andy, so the kingfish finally got his cousin Sidney and his wife out of the apartment, huh? Yeah, Amos, while Sidney and his wife was tending services this morning... Kingfish threw their suitcases out in the street and snuck Leroy and the old lady back in. Yeah, well, I guess when Cousin Sidney got back, he didn't want to tangle with Sapphire's mama, huh? Oh, no. According to the Kingfish, Sidney got a look at the old lady through the peephole in the front door and give up without a struggle. <laughs> he cleared out of there lock, stock, and parrot. Yeah, well, that was something, all right. The Kingfish's cousin Sidney and his wife showing up after the Kingfish and Sidney hadn't seen each other since they was kids. Yeah, well, relatives is tricky things, all right. They is just like radishes. When you think you was here to last of them, there they is, giving you trouble. Well, Mama, we's all set back here with George and Sapphire again. That's the way I figured, Leroy. <laughs> if I don't miss my gas, we're good here at least till Christmas. Yes, Mama, it's like old times the way you has George under your thumb again. I don't think he'll get out of line for a long time. I say he won't. And you know, I got to hand it to you, Mama. Yes. That was a great scheme of yours to get us back here. <laughs> sure worked fine, didn't it? But we must never let George know that we got those two friends of ours from Brooklyn to pose as his long-lost cousin, Sidney. <laughs> Rexall family druggist. Be on the lookout for Rexall's full-page ad in the current issues of Life, Look, Colliers, The Saturday Evening Post, and Country Gentlemen. There are exactly 68 fine-quality Rexall products in this ad, ranging from exquisite Mother's Day gift ideas to economical first aid needs, from writing supplies to medicine chest values, plus a get-acquainted half-price special on Stag Brushless Shave Cream. Check Rexall's full-page ad in the current issues of Life, Look, Collier's Saturday Evening Post, and Country Gentlemen. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to be sure and visit your friendly Rexall drugstore. Good night. See you next Sunday.
For the woman in ten with sensitive skin... There's Caranome Hand Cream. One woman in every ten has an extra-sensitive, extra-tender skin. And for that woman... There's Caranome Hand Cream. Like all of Caranome's specially designed beauty aids, it's hypoallergenic, pure, mild, safe for most sensitive skins. It softens, beautifies, protects. For the woman in ten with sensitive skin... There's Caranome Hand Cream. At Rexall drugstores everywhere. Be sure to be with us next Sunday at the same time when your Rexall druggist will again present The Amos and Andy Show. The Amos and Andy Show is written by Joe Connolly, Bob Mosher, and Bob Ross. Stay tuned for the Edgar Berg and Charlie McCarthy program, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Ken Niles speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>